Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't care anymore, man. I really don't. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take you to Honolulu, baby. I wanna go on a vacation. Wanna chill, wanna sit on the beach and chill. Wanna drink Corona Beach and chill. Yeah, put the lime in the drink. Stop and think. Look at your face, man, you're beautiful. Girl, you're beautiful. Never seen nothing so beautiful. Make the beach look like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Make, make everything look like it's nothing. Girl, I love you. Girl, I love you. I didn't notice till now, but I love you so much. I want to be with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Back in the day, when I used to work and get paid, I spent my whole check on you, girl. You were my whole world. My voice is kinda fucking trash, but you didn't give a shit about that. We used to light it up and burn ash, but now you're gone and I'm here all alone. My life is nothing but a poem. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu, Honolulu. Wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu. Yo, this is for everybody who's in love right now, man. This is for everybody. I want you to tell that special someone you wanna take her to Honolulu, dog. Y'all go on the beach and fucking chill, man. This is for y'all, man. We love, love, one love. That's it. That's all we gotta do for man. We just wanna show everybody that we mean everything to everybody. Everybody's somebody, somebody. Everybody's somebody's everything. Thank you for the support. Peace.
good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike, for Salty Spike Cohen, for Smoked and Salty Spike smoked Cohen. And salty. I am Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddy waters of freedom. Hey everybody, I uh, I had to do the show notes this week and um, and I apologize. For, I like, I picked up a short term gig and I've been really busy this week yeah no i totally get it i mean that's okay that i had to share that responsibility but also i hate it and it made me hate this and everything about it and uh, i hope that that's reflected in my work this uh, this week because uh because it's how it's how i feel what's so like the gig that i picked up is i'm helping somebody out with a a writing project and a lot of it's a lo- reading and rewriting and it's all legalese Everything is legal. And I, I'm brain, like, I, I am so brain dead after doing this. This is going to be a fun episode because you're this like barely be- here and I hate everything. Right. And everyone in it. I think that should combine to make it just an excellent episode for everyone. Like, I, I am literally just like not, my brain is not here. I am, I am trying and we're going to make this the best episode. We're going to make this. Heard. We're going to do so great. Best episode you've ever heard. Best episode ever. ever. Best episode ever. Ever. Do we drink anything on this show? Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank Justin for the kava that I'm drinking today. And allow me to thank the Kroger Corporation, Kroger, for my delicious purified spring drinking water. I can say that. Bluvanaka. Bluvanaka. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Dad Bod Calendar. You know you want that on your fridge with your kids looking at it every time they go to get something to eat? That's what you want right there. LibertarianDadBod.com. Only $12 and you too can horrify your children with a bunch of middle-aged libertarian men that are wearing very little clothing. This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-related whatever the fuck. This is, uh, we also have buttons now that you can get uh, if you join the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. <laughs> you, can get, you, can get, <laughs> you can get some buttons. <laughs> okay. The buttons are great. They're only two dollars each. Small, and they're five dollars for the large ones. Or you can get what a like a hundred of them, right? I don't even remember what I was. Man, I don't know. You can get like a hundred of them for a dollar, <laughs> or um, <laughs> you can get a hundred of them for a hundred dollars of the small, or you can get, I think twenty five of the big ones. You definitely want to jump on that. So Matt, how was your week? Uh, you know, it it was a it was a week. Um, <laughs> it was a week. Uh, I've I've got nothing to nothing I, to report. Nothing to report. I I got sick, uh, and I'm getting over that. And good. That means I'm not dying. I guess you're not uh, dying of coronavirus, which we'll talk maybe. about later. Yeah, and I'll be really bitter about that one. Um, oh, also, I'm going to be on the news. I think tomorrow I'm being interviewed tomorrow morning 
as part of my involvement in the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign. And uh, so we'll see. I think it'll air later tomorrow, but I'm not sure. So that'll be a local news thing. I'm gonna be your boy's gonna be on the local news. So that'll be really for good. Reason, for some reason, Matt Hicks is saying, "What did you do to the video?" What video is that? Uh, well, the one on Facebook, and uh-huh. it just says, "Please stand by." The muddied waters of freedom with Matt Wright and Spike Cohen, two fourteen. I'm looking at the video live right now on Facebook. Uh oh. Which, well, on on YouTube we are we are live and going. Yeah, we're on YouTube, and it looks like we're on Facebook too. You don't see no. anything. How do you not see anything? Oh, no, I do. Yeah, I just reloaded it, and we're there. We're there. Yeah, and guys, try reloading your browser because I mean I'm I'm seeing everything perfectly right now. And if that doesn't work, you can scoot your happy ass on over to you to float. Where we are coming in. Nope, we're not on float. We're not uh, on float. Yeah, we're not on float. But okay, all right, good. It's running now. I was gonna say, yeah, it should be. It should be working fine. Um. So speaking of unexpected things. Yeah. A Tennessee man, Matt, was in court for uh for drug possession. This is a great story. I love this story. This is a, this, is, this is amazing. This I, is our hero of the week, by the way. Right. Hero of the week. Hero of the week. Mr. Spencer Allen Boston, Tennessee man, uh, is was in court for drug possession, and he was accused of lighting up marijuana in front of the judge to plead his case that the drug should be legalized. Uh, Spencer Allen Boston was in a Nashville... And by, and by accused, I mean there's video of him doing it, which we're about to show you. Now, Spencer Allen Boston was in a Nashville court on Monday to discuss his case when he began talking about how marijuana should be legalized. And uh, then he reached into his pocket and pulled out what appeared to be a joint and lit it with a match and began to smoke it right there. And Bailiff not terribly happy about that. Immediately gets arrested. Immediately gets arrested because it turns out that that is actually illegal. Um, And he did it in court. And so he's now our hero, and uh, he's being charged, oddly enough, with possession of marijuana. Hmm. I feel like there'd be other other charges there. There may be other ones. Here's the thing. If he were in Georgia, he could hire Catherine Bernard and get, get off of these charges, and she would have him found not guilty, or the prosecutor wouldn't show up. But sadly, he's not in Georgia. He's in Tennessee. And in all fairness, that would be a, like even that. That would be a testament to her skills since he did it in a courthouse. He did do it in the actual courthouse, right? Oh, and uh, witnesses said that it smelled very strong, hmm. which well, would least... make sense because he lit up marijuana in a small room. Good to see he also wasn't skimping on what kind of weed he was using while lighting up in a courthouse. No, if you're going to do it, you're going to do the good stuff. Yeah, like you're not you're not going to go to jail on some, you know, Reggie with a bunch of stems in it. Like you're going to use some really strong stuff. Right. You you want to use the best. Especially because whatever you were able to smoke before they arrest you is what you're going to be able to use for the next few days. That's about what you'll be able to ingest until you get out later that month. 
or week. Very He's true. still in jail. Um, so shout out to him, our hero. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he, definitely, uh, he definitely did that. And uh, that's a very interesting thing. Speaking of people who are publicly said a, they did a thing. A uh, suspected uh, agent of the Saudi government attempted to kidnap a regime critic. Critic of the regime on American soil. His name is Abdurrahman Al-Muteri. Matt? That's his name. Oh, Abdul Rahman Al Mutari. That old, yep. that you know, you guys know Abdul Rahman Al Mutari. That's him right there. He uh, he yep. said the FBI saved him from becoming the next Jamal Khashoggi, which is good for him. Uh, he's a 27 year old comedian and former student at the University of San Diego. Uh, has a huge social media presence. Uh, he used social media to criticize the uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Sal- Salman um, over the murder of Khashoggi that happened back in October of 2018. Um, and uh, an unidentified Saudi man accompanied Al-Mutari's father on a flight to collect Al-Mutari against his will and bring him back to Saudi Arabia. Al-Mutari says, the Saudi government realized I was a threat. And revealing for the first time an ordeal that might have culminated in a whole new crisis, the kidnapping and rendition of a Saudi dissenter on American soil who's actually an American citizen, I believe. Anyway, um, the FBI broke it up, uh, broke up the plot, and he said, if I go back to Saudi Arabia, I'll be killed at the airport. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's no possible way that the Saudis would do any other brazen thing in the last few weeks. Well... That's simply not really. Uh, in completely unrelated news, the UN has called for an investigation into the Saudi government after media outlets, including CNN Business, reported that a forensics team hired by Jeff Bezos pictured here discovering that he uh, is being hacked by the Saudi government. Uh his C, uh, his mobile phone had been compromised and that the hack originated from an account controlled by Ben Salman, uh, the crown prince. Uh, they had medium to high confidence that this had happened. Now, here's the funny part about this story. The way he got hacked was the Saudi prince sent him a WhatsApp message because he's WhatsApping the Saudi prince. And the uh, it had a video of his... Um, it had a, a video about him talking about how great the Saudi economy was. And it also had a picture of, I did not put her name, the woman he was having an affair with, Lauren. Oh, the, uh, the news reporter. Yeah. And this was before that news broke. Oh. Yeah. So that was a little concerning to, to Bezos. I think that was, this was actually a photo of him seeing that for the first that time. Could be. Yeah, um, like, oh, crap, my wife might find out about this, yeah. Yeah, probable humanoid Jeff Bezos there discovering that he might uh, be found out as an adulterer. Um, and uh, so then it turns out that in that video, directly from the crown pin, prince, was some kind of malware that hacked his phone. Which is just some serious... 
I don't know what the Arabic for chutzpah is. I would assume it probably sounds a lot like chutzpah. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably pretty close. It's probably chutzpah. Uh, But they have it. And uh, they definitely have it in spades. And uh, so Saudi Arabia, of course, denied uh, on Tuesday. Last This was last Tuesday. Uh, that it was responsible for any such attack. They tweeted uh, recent media reports uh, that suggest the kingdom is behind a hacking of Mr. Jeff Bezos's phone are absurd. We call for an investigation of these claims so that we can have all the facts out. And of course, in response, the Washington Post has sent out one of their top investigative journal. Oh. So speaking of terrible things, yeah, they're happening in other parts of the world. Uh, the world, if you, I don't know if you've been outside or talked to anyone outside at or, all, or been on social media, or been on social media, or just been awake for the last week and a half. Which, uh, real quick before before you uh, get into this, uh, Uber fan, did we decide Uber was less than super? I mean, Uber sounds like more than super. Mm. One step under super fan, Casey Neth, uh, had no had no idea about the coronavirus, which is what we're about to talk about, until yesterday. And I just applaud her for that. Really. Good for you. Yeah, that's proud of you. Yeah, no, that's just... That's impressive. Because that that's how it. much you should care about this. That's also true. But that meant that you didn't see a meme, a news report, you none of it. That means so, your mental health is much better right? than mine. Well, um, <laughs> she works in HR. Probably not. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, then probably not. She's too busy with that mental health problem. So, breaking news for Casey Neth, uh, the world is currently experiencing a global pandemic of fear and paranoia upon hearing the news of an outbreak of the newest hot new virus, the 2019 NCOV coronavirus, Matt. Uh, yes. Yes. The coronavirus. The coronavirus. That's the one that makes you throw up a lot in the morning and have headaches and not want to get out of bed and eat greasy food. It's a flu, yes. So uh, the 2019... Very similar to a hangover. It's it's a long hangover that might, <clears throat> might kill you. Uh, 2019 NCOV is a coronavirus that's related to SARS, to the SARS and MERS. I didn't even... I missed MERS. I remember SARS. I remember SARS. I don't, I don't remember, remember MERS. MERS was the Middle Eastern version. That's with the M-E in MERS. It's a huh. MERS. It was carried by camels. That's not a joke. It was literally carried by camels. Was it on the hump? or? I, I think it might have been like in that gap between the hump. Oh. Good place to carry something. That would be. That's what I'm thinking. Like that's where you would carry. Wait. 
Yeah, something. I mean, I kind of would assume that you would want to do it like on top of the hump just for display purposes, but it's not going to be the best for right. The utilitarian method would be in the curve part, right? That you sit on, and then it. Yeah, is that where you sit? <laughs> yeah, don't you sit in between the humps? I don't know where you sit. I have, I have no idea. Like, guys, where in, do you sit on a camel? The only people I've ever seen riding a camel have been cartoon characters, and they always sit on the hump. On a camel, the journalists are in, are on top of the hump. Yeah, on a on a back tree and two humped camel, you're saddled between the humps. Mm. So that would make sense. That's where you would your most sensitive areas would be, right where that is, and so within right. it. So this is related to SARS and MERS uh, outbreaks. Uh, it is expected to have started in the Wuhan province. This pictured here, the Wuhan, Wuhan. people. Got Wuhan you got you all in check. The Wuhan. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's a result. It, it's expected to have started as a result of locals and tourists. Eating infected wild animals, most likely bats. I'd like to experience a level of fearlessness in my life, Matt, where I travel to the Wuhan province of China and say, I want to eat whatever lives in the woods here. So how different is that from really traveling to anywhere in China and saying, I want to eat what's in the sea here? That's an excellent point. Matt, I guess I want to have the bravery to eat Chinese food. <laughs> go to China no, and eat? Just Yeah, to just go to China and eat anything that isn't prepackaged from somewhere else. Right. <laughs> or to ride a two-humped camel. Well, in that, the Middle East. In the Middle East. Which, I mean, let's face it, that's where you would do that. And the coronavirus, which, of course, has spawned many a great meme. Mm-hmm. Many a great meme. Uh, oh, about drink corona, yeah. Yeah, you know, goes really well with Lyme disease. Um, God. <laughs> uh, it has... Made its way to the United States with, I think, like four confirmed cases. Yeah, five people. So it's is it five? it's five. It's three. Uh, yeah, it's five total. Is that in the notes later? That uh, oh, five people. Look at that. Yeah, yep. it's in the notes later. Look at that. Um, I, for anybody who's watching, I didn't have time to even read these. It's just as um, well. I want you to be as surprised as everyone else watching this. You know, it's making it really interesting for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, usually you know exactly what's going on, and now you're just like, oh, no. Yeah, now I'm just kind of like, hmm. Um, but, yeah, five people. And did you did you write in the notes anywhere about where what the similar to some – okay. Yeah, you did. The uh, symptoms <laughs> – the symptoms to this thing, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Sore throat, headache, uh, fever, uh, coughing, runny nose, mm-hmm. um, 
and then two others that I can't remember off the top of my head. And uh, I experienced all of those this week. We called it a cold. Yeah, yeah. Turns out it's a it's a virus. So as of a, a few minutes ago, when I when I checked the lose your damn mind watching this chart for the rest of your life chart. Uh, as of recently, there have been uh, just over 5,500 people uh, that have gotten confirmed outbreaks or confirmed infections of this newest coronavirus, um, almost all of which are in China. Uh, it has killed a confirmed 131 people, almost all of them in China. 107 have already recovered, almost all of them in China. Uh, now, here's what you really care about. As Matt alluded to, five people have been confirmed infected in the U.S. All of them are hospitalized just to be safe and to keep them from spreading. And all of them are in good condition because it's like the flu. Now, this virus has an incubation period of anywhere from 2 to 14 days, which is similar to the common flu. It has similar symptoms to the common flu. It has roughly the same death rate of the common flu. The CDC expects it, expects to have a vaccine ready for it within the next three months. To put this in perspective, the common flu is expected to infect between 10 and 20 million Americans, not people, Americans, just Americans. Somewhere between 4 and 8% of the American population. And kills somewhere around 60,000 of them this year, just in the U.S., the vaccine for that is readily available, has anywhere between a 50 and 80% success rate, usually around a 60% success rate each year, and most of you don't take that. So, and it's the- just so everybody knows, alcohol kills it. So if you still drink, which I don't, mm-hmm. but if you still drink, you have the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. So people are watching this and things like it and freaking the fuck out. Because why wouldn't you? Oh, look at that red dot. It's getting bigger. Oh, my Lord. Look at that orange thing on the bottom. Lots of people are dying of this thing. That's very scary. Even though it's almost identical to the common flu. It's just new. And it's spreading fast because there isn't a vaccine yet. But most of you don't take the vaccine for the thing that's way more likely to kill you. I mean, put it in perspective. If they did one of these charts for the common flu, the whole damn thing would be red. And all the numbers on that would be a ticker tape. It would just be constantly going up. If you had you know, a U.S. chart and you said where the hotspots are, like, the hotspot is here across the entire U.S., where you go outside every day and shake strangers' hands and freaking use the bathroom at Walmart and then don't wash your hands. So, because you learned that you know, I'll go to have a strong immune system that helps my immune system, and so now you're freaking out about this thing that's essentially like the flu because you were told to, and you've seen some scary charts and graphics about it. And a bunch of pictures of Chinese people wearing face masks, which they always do. 
because there's a billion and a half of them, and they all live really, really close to each other. And so now Americans have bought so many face masks that now you can't even find them anymore. You can't get them. But hey, guess what, guys? You got to open it to eat, and it's spread from eating. Most of the people that have this got it because they ate something. So the face mask isn't going to do anything because you can't eat through a face mask except by opening your face mask and eating, which renders the face mask inert I thought, in that I thought moment. That, did it not transform to people to people? It, it can be spread by human transmission, primarily from hands and food. Mm, okay. Now, in my lifetime... In my lifetime, uh, we were going to die from multiple different diseases. Ebola was recently. I think that was last year. Yeah, we're going to die from Ebola. We're all going to die from Ebola. The swine flu. Swine flu, yeah. Mad cow. We're going to die from mad cow. Mad cow. Um, There have been so many scares. Like so many that literally those, those are the ones I can remember. And I know there are more. But you don't. You don't because this is what the news needs in order to report. Because they need something other than impeachment because impeachment is boring. Impeachment's boring and all of the other stuff that actually matters and will probably kill you is old hat because you already knew it. You're probably going to die from heart disease. I don't even have to know anything about you. It doesn't matter what demographic you are, what gender you are, what perceived gender you are, what race you are. If you are speaking English and understanding this, you're probably going to die from heart disease. That's right. So when you're watching all this stuff and it's freaking you out, so you're going to eat some comfort food and say, oh, I better eat something to make me feel better. Now you got your heart working even harder. And you're pr- if anything, it will make you die of heart disease a couple days sooner from freaking out about this instead of putting it in its proper perspective. And God forbid any of you wash your fucking hands because that's really the only thing you can do. That's like the most effective thing you can do to stop yourself from getting coronavirus is not eating bats in China. That's a big one. Don't eat any bats in China. That's really the big one. Number one, don't eat any bats in China. And then number two is wash your damn hands. And then number three is you're so much more likely to die of just the fucking regular flu that going around right now you go there's coronavirus here ah corona i heard that five thousand people in a nation of one and a half billion people have coronavirus and five people in the u.s have it my god it could end up being a hundred people could have it here it could end up being a thousand people could have it here which would make it like one one thousandth as bad as the flu that you send your kid to school to get incubated by and then probably don't vaccinate them because you don't want your kid to be autistic because that's how that works. And so then the kid comes home and snots all over everything and you don't bother washing your hands because I already did it. I already did that. I don't have to do it every time I come into contact with germs. I already did that. Oh, I have to use the bathroom now. I'll wash my hands afterwards, after I touch my genitals. That's smart. 
I'm a smart person. Hey, what's for dinner? Fried chicken. Man, I hope I don't get killed by coronavirus. <laughs> uh, real quick, in the comments, Matt Hicks Let's look at the says that he started a fight with a camel, a fist fight with a camel at the Berlin Zoo. Right, I know. Like, I only heard about a third of what you said there because I was trying to picture Matt Hicks fist fighting a camel. If there's anyone I can picture, just trying to start fist, fist fighting fight a camel. Him. Yeah, it would Matt. be the newest addition to the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign, Matt Hicks. <laughs> I believe that. I believe you, Matt. I wouldn't believe that for most people. You, I, I, I believe that. If you're still here, please tell us why that happened. Yeah, I would love I would love to know more. We need backstory. Cuz I can guarantee you that's better than anything in the show notes. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I guarantee it's better than anything I have written here. I promise everyone that. I swear to you that uh that that will definitely be better. Um so yeah, so you know, wash your hands, don't eat bats, uh try not to lick any strangers and just relax like you are more than likely you're more likely to get shot by a cop than to get coronavirus much less to die from it like you're more likely to get shot by a cop today and it's already 8:45 so like it's just there are other things to worry about that's right. And speaking of other things to worry about. Other things? What do we have in here? Oh, God. Speaking of uh, absolutely horrific, nightmarish, and totally preventable things that aren't much worse than what we're already dealing with, Bernie Sanders, Matt. Bernie Sanders. Possibly making us eat our words. He has leapt, lepted to the top of the polling in Iowa New Hampshire. Go ahead. Now, I want to see these uh, polls that you're putting up. Okay, so here's Iowa. This is from the New York Times. Okay. He is killing it in Iowa. Sure. There was another Iowa poll that had uh, Biden in second place at like 22%, but Sanders was well ahead of that one as well. I think he was actually 27 or 28 in that one. Uh, So he has leapt to the top of the polling there in the Iowa caucuses just before the Iowa caucuses. And uh, then in New Hampshire, go ahead. Real quick, um, I check five thirty eight every day. The 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 website, yeah, the 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 polling polling. thing, yeah. And um, right now, Sanders is in the lead in Iowa Mm -hmm. by point six percent. Right. By point six percent, and I found that five thirty eight is the most accurate. Yeah. The New York Times not going to be all that accurate no i mean they they do a uh what's it called a, an average of polling including some past polls uh but so the most recent polls have him ahead uh we will know on the third right yeah next monday the evening of monday they will begin their caucus and we will know soon enough i thought it was tuesday uh it begins the I could I could be wrong, but I I, I thought it was Tuesday, but it starts. But my brain isn't working. Yeah, it actually is held February third. Isn't that weird? 
Everyone mm-hmm. else does their elections on Tuesday. Anyway, so yeah, starts February 3rd. Uh, and then in New Hampshire... They'd be first. What's that? They wanted to guarantee they'd be first. We're doing it on Monday. Just in case anyone tries to do it on the 4th, we're going to get right. them by the day. Yeah, Jump ahead of you by the day. And then the following week in New Hampshire, where I will be with Vermin Supreme uh, in the uh, in quite a, a spectacle... Uh, in New Hampshire, Bernie is ahead uh, by uh, – he made quite a leap. He he went from being uh, in third place behind Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden uh, to now being at 29% uh, behind Pete uh, – with Pete Buttigieg at 14, Joe Biden – or Pete Buttigieg at 17, Joe Biden at 14, Warren at 13. She has completely cratered after her – absurd allegation if you have us defending bernie sanders you have made a major miscalculation now i would say that because of elizabeth warren and hillary clinton that's why bernie's gotten this this boost yeah no yeah his his enemies either wanted him to win or are total morons because between uh, Hillary saying that no one likes Bernie last week, uh, and uh, uh, Liz Warren claiming that you know Bernie told only her the only time in his life that a woman can't be president. The, and yeah, Hillary Hillary then backs it up and says this is a pattern, patterned behavior. Yeah, pattern behavior. Pattern behavior. Yeah. <clears throat> and now we see the results of that right. in New Hampshire. And in Iowa, the most unlikable woman in the world, two of the most unlikable women. Like, I won't even put Elizabeth Warren in unlikable because a lot of Democrats still like Warren. Hillary Clinton, not so much. Not so much with Hillary. Not so much. So the moment that you have Hillary Clinton backing you and crapping on Bernie with you, your poll numbers are going to go down as we've seen. And Bernie's are going to go up because like, that's like the kiss of death right now is for Hillary Clinton to endorse somebody, even a statement. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, I mean, we're seeing from the poll results, it was a massive tactical error or they want him to win. I don't think that was Warren, but maybe Clinton did, but no, I think they completely overshot and thought that they, they could take him down with, you know, some really false nonsense. Uh, and that blew up in their faces. Now, Matt, are you ready to, cause I mean, we've been predicting all along and I'm not sure if I am yet, but we've been predicting all along that, you know, Biden's going to end up being the nominee. Are you prepared to change your prediction? I'm not sure if I am yet. No, I'm I'm definitely not. Uh, okay. I'm definitely not ready to change my prediction on that. Uh, I'm going to have to see how Iowa, New Hampshire, South yeah. Carolina. Out. I think I'll know better after Iowa and New Hampshire. And probably South Carolina, yeah, because South Carolina is a lot different than Iowa and New Hampshire. The demographics for the Democrats there are entirely different um we'll have I, uh, to see how how he does if he gets south carolina then it's over but if 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 biden's able to get pull out south carolina then then it's a race then it's a race yeah then, then it's, it's a real race. race yeah so we'll 
we'll see there. But certainly, uh, he's certainly coming out ahead. Uh, and um, uh, I have this in the new in the, in our notes. It's not usually we do stuff that's related to government and liberty and stuff like that. I I included this in here just because of the sheer number of our fans and followers and just people in general who were like heavily affected and horrified by this. Um, but uh, the basketball great Kobe Bryant, uh, as you I'm certain know, uh, he died in a helicopter crash uh, while headed to a tournament at the Mamba Sports Academy, which is something he started in Thousand Oaks, uh, California. Uh, they included uh, Kobe. Uh, the, the victims uh, that, that died in the helicopter crash included Kobe and his daughter Gianna. Uh, a, uh, she was a budding basketball player who was ready to follow in her father's footsteps. Uh, it also had baseball coach John uh, Altabelli, his wife Carrie, and their basketball playing daughter Alyssa. So the whole family died there. That's horrific. Uh, mother and daughter Sarah and Peyton Chester, uh, Mamba Academy basketball coach Christina Mauser, and the pilot Era Zobian. Um, so it's absolutely catastrophic for these people and the people it affected. Uh, sports fans around the world, including a lot of our friends and followers, have been. Utterly shocked and horrified by this. Kind of came out of nowhere when I first saw the the report that he had died. I assumed it was fake. Um, so I just put it in there because I did just the sheer number of people that were that were affected by it. I will say, um, I was born I was born in L.A. Uh, my dad was a Lakers fan pretty much his entire life. Kobe was the last basketball player I paid attention to when he started getting older and stopped playing as much and he was dealing with injuries, that was kind of when I started falling out of pro basketball. And when I got the news that he tragically passed away, it was, it was a very sad moment for me right? because he was my last link to caring about professional basketball. Yeah. And for those who know me, I don't really, I follow the last half of every, professional sports tournament so like i watched the last half or even the last quarter of the world cup and i watched the last half of the super bowl sometimes i'll watch the halftime show i watched the last half of the nba finals i watched the last two innings or i guess the last inning of the world's of the of what's expected to be the final game of the world series i'm that guy i'm that guy and he's one of the few names I actually knew, and uh, he was incredibly impressive, obviously. And I, there are people that can say that far better than me. So obviously, a terribly tragic thing. Um, and uh, you know, I, any situation where a father and daughter die together is, you know, incredibly tragic for the family surviving them. And I mean, the other one with the Alta Bellies, Alta Berries, who it's the whole family died. That's just freaking terrific. Um, yeah, that yeah. that is an awful, awful, awful tragedy. Yeah, no, it's all it's, the way around. Yeah, for no, for both basketball fans, for the uh, family of the Altabellis, um, for the entire team that uh, Gianna and uh, the, the 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 Alyssa. That's her yep. name, that Gianna and Alyssa. Uh, played for is you know they lost their they lost the coach the mamba academy coach uh but this entire thing is very sad that it happened and 
just real, real quick, a lot of people, a lot of people have been on social media and everybody's been this outpouring of support for Kobe Bryant. Right. This outpouring of support for Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. You always get that one guy in the comments. (laughs) That one guy who's like, yeah, but what about the other people who passed away? And I'm not taking anything away from the other people that passed away. I'm not taking anything away from the uh, Altabellis or uh, the Chesters or Christina Mauser or no. the pilot. No, of course not. But if Kobe had not been on that helicopter, not a single one of you would have heard about this. No, of course not. not no, and, and one and, of you would have heard about it. And and that's the thing. Like it's okay that there are people who are famous, and when they die it affects us because we've known they don't know us necessarily they usually don't know us but we knew them and so you know it's not like we burst into you know tears and can't move on in life but it's you know it affects us like when robin williams died i was hor- i was in i was a mess for like the better part of 2 days because he was one of my favorite comedians i would i wanted to meet him and so when i heard that he died um, especially that he died of, you know, he died in a, you know, suicide from, you know, severe depression that may or may not have been brought on by medication he was taking. Like, that was a horrifying thing. It was very, very, t- t- yeah. A bunch of other people died that day too. And I'm sure for people that were, uh, you know, uh, close to them, it affected them very closely, but it's, it's okay for people to be affected by celebrities or, or, you know, athletes or someone that mattered to them, you know, die. If, if, if you hear that, you know, someone says that their aunt died, you don't go, Oh, well, a bunch of other people died today too. Why are you so mad about your aunt? Like, it, Do you know how it's, many people died in Syria today? Oh Do you know God. how many people died in Yemen today? Yeah, yeah. it's it's yes, and the, those are that's terrible. But we didn't know them or have a you know a personal connection to them, and especially on this show where we do talk about the people that died in Yemen and Syria and everything else. Like, if there's any show where you would expect us to have a little bit more perspective than someone just caring about ce- celebrities dying, it would be us. It's okay to care that someone that you that was prominent that you knew about died. Especially like there are people that looked up to Kobe. Kobe was the reason that they you know got into sports. He, you know they, he was an inspiration to them to do stuff that wasn't even related to sports just because of his tenacity and his you know his work ethic and everything else. Like it's a great thing. Uh, and then of course you have the people that are like, well you know he was he was accused of, of rape seventeen years ago. Well you didn't care about that until he died. Most of you didn't. And also, back to all those people you supposedly cared about that died on the helicopter, none of them were accused of rape, as far as I know. And also, he was not convicted of rape, and it didn't even go to trial because of all sorts of things that I'm not even going to bother getting into, not the least of which was the fact that she also had sex with someone else afterwards, which is definitely what you do after you get raped. So, again, I don't, as we say here often... On Muddy Waters Media, we are against rape. Rape we is bad. Rape. We do not condone rape. We do not know if she was raped. It is possible she was raped. We will never know if she was raped. We know she had sex with someone like minutes later. That's what we know about that. I actually just learned that right now. Yeah. Um, maybe it was hours later that day, I believe minutes later, she had unprotected sex with someone else. 
I knew that she refused to testify, and that was why charges were dropped. Possibly because they might ask her why she had sex with someone minutes later. That could be. It's possible. Now, he cheated on his wife. That's terrible. He admitted to that, and, you know, he bought his wife a gigantic ring. Yeah, that ring. That ring. That's a, that's a, that's a, I'm sorry ring. That is a, that is an I cheated ring. That's an I cheated ring. And, that is uh, an I cheated ring, and uh, I definitely, um, I learned a lesson from that ring. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't ever cheat, because I can't afford that ring. Nope. Nope, most of us just have to take the hit and move on to another relationship, which is why I don't cheat, because I don't got money for that kind of ring. Um, yeah. They went on to have three more children, and seems like they worked it out. So I'm not going to spend a tremendous amount of time on that. So it's it's a terrible thing that he died, and we, of course, uh, our hearts and thoughts are with the people that are affected by it, from everything from the fans of his to his family and everyone in between. And of the people, the other people who died as well. Like we said, you know, the, I mean, you had entire fam- other families that died as well. It's it's, it's horrific. It's it, it would ha- it would be equally horrific if he and his daughter had not been on Kobe and his daughter had not been on the helicopter crash, and none of us knew about it. As a result, that would still be horrific. We just wouldn't know, and that's okay because there are seven billion people on this earth, and every single one of us is going to die, and in a hundred years, it's going to be like none of us were here. Except for me, because I will have been the vice president. And even then, I'll be a footnote. So here's something cheery. <laughs> we've got some. Uh, we've got some calls from. Uh, we got some calls from uh, from personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, for our personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor call-in moment, Matt. And just for everybody else out there, this is not just for Chris Reynolds. You can also call. Any one of you can do this. Any one of you can. It's easy. You just go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters and you hit a button. Yeah, you hit like the leave message button. That's the one. You hit the leave message button. Hold on. I can tell you exactly what the button's called. In just one little, just you, there's, yeah. Okay. So, uh, there's three buttons. One is listen on Spotify. Uh, the other one is support. If you want to press that and drop us a couple pennies, that'd be nice. Uh, or then not be mad about that. We would actually be not mad about that. Uh, and then there's a button that says message. You press the message button and (laughs) I pressed it and it says nice try, but you can't send yourself a voice message. So, but if you press it, then you get to send us a voice message. And so these are the voice messages. We got four of them, including two, not one, but two AOC Millennial Minutes. The first of which I'm going to play right now. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your AOC Millennial Minute. Um, So this was a short one. Um... And if you all have discussed this and I don't know or didn't hear, I apologize. But um, I would love to hear um, if Spike were were to be in uh, in the Senate right now, um, 
would he vote for um, Donald Trump to be removed or not? Do you think that there has been in the evidence that that has been presented at this particular trial? Um, is there enough evidence to remove or not? Thanks. Yes. Ooh, let me let me let me. <laughs> oh. go ahead. Uh, yes, Spike would vote to remove because he wants to remove everybody. I would including vote including all of the Supreme Court justices and put a janitor in charge who would become our king. His name is Reginald. Yep. I forgot the name, but I knew the rest. He would be our king. I want to replace I want to impeach the government and replace it with well, preferably with nothing, but as a as a conciliatory goodwill gesture to this do nothing obstructionist Congress, I would compromise and replace it with the janitor, Reginald. All hail Reginald. Um, so that answers that. Yeah, no, I would absolutely vote to convict. We're actually going to be talking about the impeachment later on in the show notes there. Uh, but uh, so we got uh, so here's here's our next one from Chris. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your sports segment. Um, so there's a, a couple things that I've been trying to figure out this week that I just can't decide on. And so I was looking for guidance from really my most trusted source, Muddied Waters Media, of course. Um, so the first, obviously, we've got the Super Bowl coming up. Um, and I would love your all's uh, takes on, on who's going to win, um, starting especially with Spike. Um, <laughs> and uh, secondly, um, we had the, uh, the sad passing of a Kobe Bryant um, this week. And um, I wanted to know from the guys whether or not the fact that uh, he raped a girl uh, should come into our consideration <laughs> of uh, mourning his death. Thanks. Bye. Oh my God. It's like he knew what we were going to talk about before you even wrote the notes. So, okay, well, let's start with how he wanted it. Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? Well, my understanding, Chris, who's in the Super Bowl, Spike? It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the. It's not the Ravens. No. And it's not. The Patriots. No. And All of those people are in the same division, so couldn't be in the Super Bowl. And it's not the... You're going to use Google. <laughs> Here we go. I'm apparently not the only one to ask, because I said, who is play? The 49ers. Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? Chiefs. Hmm. Who do you think is going to win, Matt? Who do I think is going to win or who do I want to win? I guess in that order. First, who do you think is going to win? In all honesty, I don't know who's going to win. It's two very good teams that are matched up together. Of course. Uh, These are like every once in a while you'll get like that team that you don't know how they got to the Super Bowl. This is not one of those cases. Both of these teams have been consistently good this year. Um, both have very strong quarterbacks. Both defenses are good. It's tough. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. Um, Who do you I want, want to win? I want Kansas City to win. 
Oh. I Me would too. like Kansas City to win. Um, we both want Kansas City to win because... Because Andy Reid has been coaching for a very long time and right, doesn't yeah. have one. Mm. And they haven't won a Super Bowl in something like 50 years. Andy Reid, yeah. Well, the Chiefs. Andy the Chiefs. Reid's never won one. Right. And the Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl in like 50 years. Yeah. And San Francisco is in the same division as my favorite team. So that will, <laughs> I will never root for them to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, those those are the reasons. Right. For me as well. Um, I think Andy Reid's been coaching for a long time. Entirely too long. He's been coaching for all of the. Just a long time. Just a long, like, just a long time. Just a a long long time. time. I, uh,. Chris Reynolds is laughing at you in the comments. Just, uh, I, I don't bad know for how Andy, Andy Reid's been coaching. If I had to guess, it's probably 25 years. That's what I was thinking, 25 years. It's a yeah, long, I mean, he's been he coaching it's so long that he's been coaching. He was in blank. He, he was stuck in Philly for a long time. Yeah. And uh, he got close a couple of times. and Just something always happened. Philly always choked. Over that twenty, up until he wasn't coaching there anymore, and then Philly won the Super Bowl. But, but oh, that's right, they won uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, they did. Poor Andy Reid, always the Super Bowls made, never the Super Bowl winner. Shout out to Andy Reid. So next question from Chris Reynolds. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with some Florida filler. The home state of uh, both Matt and myself, Florida, um, back in 2018, um, enacted, I believe it was Amendment 4, that um, made it easier for convicted felons to eventually be able to vote once they had served their time. Um, since then, our, our governor, Ron DeSantis, um, has changed the definition from what i understand of 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 fulfilling your sentence to include fines court costs and those sorts of things and so uh we have um arguments being made that this is akin to a poll tax um on on these people and uh i just wanted to hear uh hear your guys's thoughts on whether or not uh you agreed or not thanks yeah so one of the few things i agree with most progressives on is the nature of the justice system that is heavy on things like fining and court costs and things like that. The justification for this is for for these things is well, you know, the court's got to pay for themselves. But what ends up happening is you have a court that is incentivized on getting people into it to pay for it to exist, and so it becomes this kind of self, you know, per, self perpetuating thing that's you know, uh, 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 you know, prosecuting and 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 convicting people to pay for it. Uh, pay for itself and to, you know, create, have more money for them to do even more things. Um, what ends up happening is this is a, a form of a very punitive regressive tax that the poorer you are, the more you're affected by these things. Uh, there's a story about, I don't know if this really happened or just, it's like a, a story people tell where, you know, a rich guy 
parks in a in a you know no parking zone uh and and you know he parks his lamborghini there and someone says hey you you can't stop you can't park there that's no parking zone he said yeah you can park there if you can afford it and it's kind of you know to him it was nothing to park there and, and pay the fine but for everyone else or most everyone else it would be you know cost prohibitive to do and for some people it would absolutely absolutely be devastating for them to get a fine of that much um so you know this is an, an example of that if you've been convicted especially of a victimless crime like being involved in the drug or sex trade and now you're out and you have to pay an absurd amount of fines for something that you should have never even been prosecuted for before you're able to exercise your franchise to vote i'd argue that it is kind of a poll tax um it's not a poll tax in the original sense of the word, but it, it is a it, it's it is punishing someone for something that they already paid paid their dues for, for lack of a better word, before they're able to vote. Um, so, yeah, to me, I, I could definitely see the argument that it's a poll tax. Not to say that it won't be upheld as legal, but that's another subject. Matt? Yeah, I think that uh, once you've. Actually, I don't know. Like, I go kind of back and forth on this. Yeah. Everybody should be... You You have the right to vote. If it can be taken away from you, it's not a right. It's a privilege. Right. And I don't really think that voting is a privilege. It's something that they really, really want you to do. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, stepping back a little bit, I think if if we're told that you have this right to vote, then why aren't prisoners able to vote? Right. That's and that's where that's where I'm going with that. And I kind of go, I I you know, I was raised very conservative, so right. I was raised that you definitely uh Chris Reynolds is going hard in the comments. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a violation of attorney client privilege, Chris. Yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> pretty certain i gave you that dollar retainer yeah exactly Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i was raised very conservative so anybody that was convicted of a crime you know they shouldn't have the right blah 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 and as i got older i started seeing the world differently and Mm. realizing different things if somebody's in prison they don't have the same rights as everybody else obviously right you're not gonna have the freedom of speech you're not gonna have the freedom of assembly you're not gonna have the the right to bear arms you're probably can't keep soldiers from quartering with you (laughs) (laughs) not not really sure (laughs) um (laughs) many of them would say they didn't have a right to a fair trial uh so so true so why are they brain come on you can do this uh so they shouldn't have like i'm like i'm beginning to get to the point that even if you are in prison you should be allowed to vote why not beginning yeah i'm beginning to get to that point like because if it's a right if it is a right you cannot take it from somebody otherwise you're just labeling it a privilege why so i mean here's my thing one of the arguments is there's so many people in prison they could affect the outcome of the elections why the hell are there so many people in prison? Like this is another out this is another example. And by the way, if you really want I mean, if you're a libertarian or even liberty leaning and you want to see government brought down to size, maybe 
allow the people who were its biggest victims to vote. Even though you've been filled, and, and Matt and I both have been filled with the same propaganda about they're going to vote for murder to be legal and all that nonsense. No, they're not. What they're going to vote for is some reforms because the vast majority are in there for victimless crimes. And this also speaks to the whole idea of why they're even in prison to begin with. We would all be a little less sympathetic to the idea of them being able to vote if the only people in there were murderers and rapists and and you know uh, thieves and you know uh, you know violent crim- you know people that harmed and 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 took from people we'd all be a little less likely but the reality is the vast majority are in there for using yeah. for for using or trading in an intoxicating substance that isn't alcohol or uh uh, uh it, not or it, not having the licensing to do so take take into uh, account uh Michael Edwards who's been in prison yeah. since 1993 Three or, three or something, 92 or 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two or 93 for selling cocaine to his ex girlfriend who a had teaspoon a teaspoon of cocaine. A teaspoon of cocaine. He's not. Why can't he vote? vote? Why can't he vote? He really didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Why can't he vote? Why can't If you're not going to let him out, why not at least let him vote? Right. So. That's those are I I I and I come from the same perspective as Matt, where I for a long time was fed this kind of you know conservative propaganda that this is just a Democrat ploy to get more Democrat and, and it and it might be, but it, it's also kind of a libertarian ploy to to have government be held accountable to the people it victimizes the most. Now, in all fairness, uh, one of the Florida stories that I was uh, covering this week. Um, covering i wasn't covering it i was reading it i was watching it that'd you be covered it with your eyes then i covered i covered the crap out of it with my eyes um was that this week the florida supreme court ruled that you no longer need a unanimous jury to send people to uh death holy crap that like and it's been unanimous in florida for a while they recently ruled that you don't. I believe this now has to go through. I believe this now has to go through uh, the Supreme Court, right? Well, no, it needs to go through legislation to see if Florida will pass it. Oh, oh, oh! This was deciding whether they could even do such a thing. Right. I, I, so, I mean, you still need a unanimous decision to convict, but then whether or not to then kill them is what a majority vote. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like I've been watching, I've been watching that story because that one blows my mind. When you have, I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma, yeah, I think Oklahoma just recently got rid of the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty-two states now, yeah, don't have a death penalty. Uh, a lot of that is because of the great work from the people at uh, conservatives against the death penalty, like yeah. uh, Hannah Cox, who mm-hmm. does amazing work, yeah. amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, uh, big, I'm a big fan of Hannah's. Um, why is Florida taking this massive step back? What, a, what like what was the impetus for this? Like, I, I mean, where's the political will to even do such a thing? Like, I, I, I mean, at a time when we're finding more and more people, many of whom spent were either executed or, uh, or, or, or spent their lives in prison and are now dead who are being exonerated posthumously by better evidence. And now that we know that, uh, you know, uh, we've seen uh, supposedly the entire 
I'd have to find the clip, but uh, find have have to find the story. But basically, the uh, it turns out that like a lot of this evidence that they use, uh, DNA evidence, isn't nearly as <coughs> precise as they said it was. They've just had a cartel of experts saying it was because it makes them a fortune in in you know witness fees to be able to come as an expert witness, and so and it, and it was incentivized by the state who used it to get higher prosecution rates. And it turns out it's not nearly as as um, I think it was the hair evidence that isn't nearly as precise as they've claimed it to be. Um, I mean, that's horrifying. <coughs> it's not hard to get to convince a jury that someone's a bad guy, especially if you're claiming to have this, you know, irrefutable evidence that turns out isn't so irrefutable. And if they've been suppressing evidence like Kamala Harris often did uh, for uh, for uh, uh, death penalty uh, cases, like this is a a terrible, terrible idea. No, I mean, that's a Florida it, folly if I've ever heard of one. Right. It's like Florida man took over the Supreme Court. Really? Of, and it it makes no sense to me. And uh, I just assume that that means that my friends from conservatives for the death penalty. Nope. Conservatives against the death penalty. Exactly. Isn't it cons- conservatives concerned about the death penalty or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's conservatives uh, that are negatively predisposed. In relation to the death penalty, that's right. Uh, they'll be coming to Florida, so I might be able to hang out. Oh, nice! Well, that'll be. Uh, that's, like that's, there, that's, there's that's a the silver lining. About, other, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> nothing good about this ruling. Nothing good. Nothing good. Now, Dan Faust uh, said in the comments, uh, uh, "Where was it? Uh, he believes that people that eat at Denny's um, should also be imprisoned." And I, I do agree with that. Chris Reynolds says tilapia eaters get to vote twice salmon eaters get three-fifths percent of the vote that is institutional racism and anti-semitism on holocaust on holocaust remembrance day what kind of lawyer are you is that today yeah yeah i thought that was yesterday what's today (laughs) wait (laughs) today's the 28th On the eve, on the post-eve, we just had Holocaust Remembrance Day, and you would say such a thing. I think that actually gets you automatically disbarred. I think, because you're a, you're you're an attorney in Florida. I'd have to think. I'd have to think. I'd have to think. Uh, okay, so here is the final Chris Reynolds. Although uh, Chris for Supreme uh, <laughs> Supreme Court <laughs> Justice slash Jester, I would support that. I mean, as long as he's sub- subservient to Reginald, to King <laughs> Reginald, I'm fine with it. That actually seems fitting after what he just did to my people. Live on the internet for everyone to see. So here's his last segment ever. No, here's here. Hold on. Personal injury attorney. No. Okay. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with your AOC millennial minute. The second one. So I typically uh, vote for whoever I think would do the best job, regardless of whether or not they're the uh, a nominee or they have any chance of winning or anything else, to be honest with you, because uh, I want to feel good about who I voted for later on. Um, I don't do the whole lesser of 
of two evils kind of a thing or a party line thing typically um i'm i'm a conservative um when it comes to um getting out of the car financial type stuff but um you know i'm a small government um states rights kind of guy and so i've been having a tougher time this year than most finding somebody that um, I would feel good voting for. Um, you know, I've thought of a few like Will Hurd from Texas, but um, I'd love any suggestions on that. And also your guys' opinion, am I wasting my vote? Thanks. Let's talk about a wasted vote. I uh, would just like to say that in my completely unbiased opinion, Chris, as a fiscal conservative, and a small government states' rights guy, as you put it. There's frankly only one choice for you. And I say this as someone with no real interest one way or another. And I would say that I would vote for, if I were you, based on what you've told me, uh, I think the perfect pick for you would be the Vermin Spike 2020 ticket. I think you should check it out. Vermin Supreme 2020 would be my pick. Matt? Who do you think you should vote for? You know, <laughs> I have no, uh, I have no horse in this race. Um, Don't you? Nope. <laughs> I have, up until I was tricked into it last week, I was not a member of a political party. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, uh, now I'm a member of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Uh, which, okay. Uh, as am I. Right. As as are you. As are many other people who showed up. Um, but uh, I'm personally not endorsing anybody until I know who all the candidates are. Um, I know <laughs> that it's not going to be anybody on the democratic side and probably not going to be Trump. <laughs> what about welder or, or Joe Walsh? Yeah, no, probably, probably not them either. Probably not them either. Yeah. Probably not them either. Um, can't wait to see who the green party puts up this year. <laughs> You never know. You never yeah. know. The Communist Party, the American Communist Party, or American Democratic Socialist Party, Dem- whatever they DSA, call yeah, the Democrat right. Socialist. You never know. They might pull a, they might pull a fast one on us. <laughs> they might pull a fast one. Um, yeah. Uh, as as we've all learned from Spike over the course of the last year and four months, uh, voting is pointless. Voting is pointless. Uh, you are no, you are no more. Uh, what's that saying? Something about uh, a pony is no more free that he gets to choose between a new stable every four years. Is that what we're saying now? Yes, something like that. <laughs> I think I saw that on a uh, on a Facebook page today. And we definitely uh, want free ponies, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know who I would endorse right now. There's, and you know, the the libertarians have some really good candidates, and uh, I'm not picking one right now. I know who I'm endorsing for VP. Who's that? 
Oh, John Phillips dropped out, didn't he? I know. Same. Yeah. Samesies. I know. Completely ruined my actual plan. (laughs) Not joking. Uh, uh, And yet here we are. Right. No, of course I'm endorsing Spike for VP. Um, Otherwise, this show would get real awkward. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I like the idea where you run for VP. For like, you like the idea that I run for VP in the hopes that you do not win. There's that. And then there's also that we could like have this really terribly awkward show where everything becomes contentious all the time. But like in a really passive aggressive way where neither one of us wants to fully commit to like actual <laughs> aggression. And I just I think that would really help ratings. And I think that it would add a dynamic that this show doesn't have, which is hatred and contempt. That's true. Uh, let me call. Let me call Mark Whitney. <laughs> if you know, we could just argue over you know when you <laughs> stop the... when when it's appropriate to stop banging. Keep, keep which we've banging. done a few times on this show already. But then it keep would now it would get keep banging. Keep banging. Just keep on. Uh... There are because they're eventually gonna say yes. That is a slogan. That is a slogan. He actually that... uh, put <laughs> argue over nipples. Um, he actually. <laughs> We've always been in agreement on nipples, so that would be yeah. again a different dynamic for the show. Different dynamic, yeah. Um, he put out a video uh, today on where he got his slogan keep banging i have yet to watch it but i'm definitely looking forward to it i plan on that being like a good time watching that it'll probably be fun it'll probably be fun to to hear him explain why he just won't stop banging just keep banging just keep banging now if you don't know who uh mark whitney is check out his stand-up special it's really good his stand-up special is hilarious yes and it does explain why he keeps banging even as they tell him to stop. That's right. Um, so, so nipples. Well, uh, nipple, I mean, I, I don't know how Chris Reynolds says no more sexual tension between you two. If anything, this would increase the sexual tension. Right. I, were, I would think that this would make more sexual. It'd be tension. like a love hate relationship. Right. But both the love and the hate would become more intense. True. And can you imagine the debates? No. <laughs> I, I I just, I think, I just. Why am I the only one that wants this to happen? These would, like, these would be, like, the debates would turn into these weird attacks where I'd be like, yeah, but you sleep a lot. And you'd be like, yeah, but I have MS. What's your excuse? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, Ooh. you got me there. Ooh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ending your campaign immediately god <laughs> oh man i really still want this though um so anyway we're gonna work on that later yeah. um so let's get to what no one has wanted us to talk about the impeachment horse shit that's gone on this week um so John it's Bolton, most you have cursed in a show ever. I just am so bitter about this episode, <laughs> even before it started, and it hasn't improved. 
Matt, it hasn't improved. So John Bolton, the former national security advisor. If it makes you feel any better, I've been laughing so hard this episode. That's good. No, I'm I'm glad. I'm just being delirious that my face hurts. Well, good, because mine does too. So John Bolton, a former national security advisor to Donald Trump and the hide the witness of the I don't know the fucking boy, he said something. He said a thing. That was a big deal this week. He said a thing. He said it and then Mitch McConnell, the uh the 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 this is one of those detailed episodes about the about the impeachment. So John Bolton wrote a book. <laughs> he wrote a he wrote a book. He wrote a book entitled oh, something go. along the lines of Trump What did Happened it. in the Room. Oh, okay. He did a whole uh, book about this? Yeah. There's a book. Fuck's sake. Oddly enough, from the same book agent that did uh, Comey's book. Just saying. Well, yeah. um, and in it, he says, as the title suggests, <laughs> what, happened? what happened in the room? Is that what uh, this fucking book is called? Let me look it's at this. Something, it's something along those lines. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head uh trump immediately bashed it um immediately bashed it said it was full of lies and i don't know what mitch mcconnell said because i've been busy doing i haven't been reading up on the impeachment news because like uh sean white had said don't care it's pointless (laughs) Like it's, I I want uh no one is saying what this book is. The room where it happened. This fuck. The room where it happened. It's like the word. It's like I know what you did in the room last summer. Like this is, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's like a a terrible scholastic book. I what, still know what you did. In the I room. still know what you did in the room, Donald yes. Trump. Uh, so he did that thing, which sparked. Frenzy among Democrats who also said various things, prompting Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to say yet another thing. And in an odd twist, everything that everyone is saying contradicts what they said during the Clinton impeachment if they were, in fact, adults during the time that that happened. And here's some breaking news. Donald Trump is not going to be removed from office by the Senate. He's not. It's not going to happen. I know that on Friday they are voting on whether or not to allow witnesses. Mitch McConnell said today, I believe that was today, I'm pretty certain that was today, that uh, he doesn't have the votes to block. So that means that probably we're going to be seeing witnesses, which means this is going to get dragged out longer. That's really the one part of this that has any real effect is that Bernie Sanders, Liz Warren, Klobuchar, uh, Amy Klobuchar, and I think that's it at this point because the others dropped out, are going to be tied up in the Senate during some of the most crucial primaries and like not even able to use their phones except at night, um, which kind of is a boost for Biden and, and Buttigieg. And so people are saying that, you know, Nancy Pelosi timed it this way. That's why she held off on releasing the articles and so forth was to knowing that it's not he's not going to get removed. But what it might do is give a boost to, to Biden or, or and or Buttigieg, but mostly to Biden. Um, it's possible that, you know, 
if Bernie and Amy Klobuchar and uh, Liz Warren can grandstand enough during the, the trial. But then they don't even really talk, right? Like, it's really just them listening to stuff. Yeah, No, it's literally them sitting there. So for the, I watched some of it. And for the first three days, it was Adam Schiff and the rest of the House impeachment people um, who sitting there and just going over the same points over and 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 over again. And it was three days of that. It was really boring. It was really boring. And then Donald Trump's team came in, and I don't remember if they came in on Saturday or if they came in yesterday, but uh, they're done. And apparently, Pam Bondi, whom I don't like. She's the former Florida Attorney General, right? Um, she is the former Florida attorney general. She left to go be like Trump's legal person. Um, she apparently had a great showing yesterday and I did watch hers. Uh, and in it, she called out Biden's son a lot and basically just called him an idiot, which respect where it's due. Um, (laughs) Respect where it's due. She was explaining everything that was going on with Burisma. And she goes, and still Joe Biden stayed on the board. And then this happened. And still Joe Biden, or sorry, Hunter Biden. Hunter Hunter Biden Biden stayed on the board. board. And then this happened. And still Hunter Biden stayed on the board. And I was listening to it with a buddy of mine uh, while we were working on something. And he went, I would have run from that. I would have run from that so long ago, but this guy continues to stay. And I was like, yeah, he, is he dumb? I was like, probably. Do you know why he continued to stay? Because he knew he was going to be protected. Yeah. Cause nothing's ever going to happen to him. And Joe Biden is probably going to be possibly going to be the nominee. And Donald Trump is not going to be removed from office. And if you do not vote for me and vermin Supreme, Donald Trump will get reelected. This is, here is the reality of this impeachment. Nothing's going to happen. It's true that the reason that the show notes are sparse about this is because I ran out of time. Also, I don't care. It was the last thing I put on there because I didn't care and intentionally didn't want to really put anything on there. Every word that has been spoken about this is a word that has been painfully clawed from my mouth and my life because it doesn't matter here's what does matter here's a trump related thing that actually does matter yep and it's a government related thing that really does matter uh it was announced uh that the annual budget deficit for last year surpassed one trillion dollars in 2019 in response to a question about this the and the ballooning deficit for this year and budget issues donald trump Noted fiscal conservative says, who care, who the hell cares about the budget? We're going to have a country, which definitely means something if you're stupid. 
Uh, you remember when Republicans pretended to care about the budget and the deficit and the national debt? Well, we here at Muddy Waters do. It was exactly one Barack Obama ago. That is now a unit of measurement. Uh, now, when I say they pretended to care, that's because they would pretend to care and then vote for every omnibus bill to fully fund the Obama administration. And now we have Democrats who are in full-on resist theater. They're going to vote to to not remove Trump or to have him impeached knowing he won't be removed to show how much they're resisty to him as they vote for every omnibus bill that fully funds the Trump administration. Donald Trump, under his administration, uh, so, so his comments came just four days uh, after the uh, report showing that the uh, deficit had surpassed a trillion dollars, despite the fact that he famously announced that he would not only end the deficit, but would actually completely eliminate the national debt that is now $23 trillion. It was $21 trillion. It was actually just under $21 trillion when he came into office. Mm-hmm. He would do that as president during just his administration. Instead, he has now added $2.6 trillion to the national debt in just three years, which is more than Barack Obama added to the debt in his entire second term. And it's on par with how much he added in this point in his first term. Because it doesn't matter who you vote for unless it's me and Vermin Supreme. Then it matters. Yeah, that's what um, matters. Yeah, so many, so many, so many good GOPers, and I'm saying that. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how I said it. (laughs) No, I know, I know, I know. Right, so many good GOPers who cared so much about the debt and cared about our deficit and cared about. All just the <clears throat> the fiscal nature of this country and how bad our spending problem is. Oh yeah, all of them are on board with all of this, and it makes no sense. Even as they pretend to protest it, I'm dead shot against this. Oh, you need my vote to pass it? Well, I guess I'll have to fold. My name's Rand Paul. Oh, I'm dead set against this. Oh, you don't need my vote? I can continue to be dead set against this. My name is Justin Amash. It's called failure theater. You know you're going to lose. And you know you may even have to bend over backwards to allow yourself to lose. But as long as you get some good red meaty sound bites for your liberty-ish cohorts and constituents, you can continue doing it. You're not actually going to change anything. You can just pretend you want to, kind of. Now, one of the things that uh, is kind of sacrilege to bring up in our circles is about Ron Paul, who talked a lot about not voting for any of these. Mm-hmm. There were times that he did add writers in order to make sure that his district got money. Almost every year. Yep. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second. I wasn't going to, but Matt brought it up. So you've forced me, Matt. You 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 you, you forced my hand. It's one, it's one of those things. It's like 
somebody's got to say it at some point. Yeah, he may have voted no to everything, but he was adding things to the bill because he knew they were going to get He would add earmarks for his district. Almost every year he was in office, he would introduce bills or addendums to the bills or whatever that would add earmark pork projects for his district. He would introduce them. Then he'd vote against it knowing it would pass overwhelmingly, and then he'd vote against the bill that he attached it to, knowing that would pass overwhelmingly. Now, I am Ron Paul is one of the people that brought me to the, to the liberty movement. I am not disparaging the things he said about blowback or any of that stuff. It is absolutely terrific that he would go into Republican debates in a post-9-11 horrified America that feared, you know, Islamofascism or whatever. And, you know, especially Republicans who, you know, you were either with the terrorists or you were with us. And he was going on there saying what is now increasingly popular to say, which is, hey, guys, when you bomb the whole world, they start to hate you kind of. And how would you react if you were constantly being bombed every day and, you know, being threatened to be annihilated on just part of regular political discourse in a, in a foreign country that you had no real hope to stop, you'd probably get a little bitter too, and you'd probably support groups that were fighting against that in any way as well. Because you certainly support it when we're the bad guys doing it, so you would probably support it if we were being the good guys. That was not popular. It's not even all that popular now, and he was saying it when it was way less popular. When people like me were saying, oh, you're anti-American, you hate america or whatever i will never take that away from him when he was in office he would introduce pork projects knowing they would pass and vote against them it's mildly disingenuous it's mildly disingenuous it is perfect example of failure theater again let me bookend this by saying he would go on shows in the 80s and push for cocaine to be legalized. And when the audience would push back against him, he'd say stuff like, well, you're fat and you eat unhealthy foods and don't work out much. You're going to die from that. Should we throw you in jail? I will not take from him what he has done. And I'm, I'm grateful that he's doing those things. But when, it, when, when he was in the legislature, he did a lot of stuff that falls directly into what I call failure theater. Yep. And it just so happened to help him get reelected repeatedly. And as our good friend and libertarian philosopher and Liberty Clause Tom Arnold says, if he laid the groundwork for a great libertarian revival, why was he not replaced by a libertarian or liberty-leaning Republican when he retired? Why was he replaced with a down-the-line Republican? Oops. And why is his son like that? I added that. So, Matt, how are you doing? You know, I'm good. I am good. I have been wanting to bring up that Ron Paul thing. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I've been wanting to bring that up for years. But just as I suspected, we dropped about half of our <laughs> when we Listen, did that. I mean, 
guys, <clears throat> listen. It, you can look it all up. It's like, it's out there. We're not making this up. Like it right. was it was a, a lot of libertarians, like libertarian party people, and a lot of non-libertarian people who would say, you know, Ron Paul's a hypocrite. They would talk about this stuff. And again, I'm a Ron Paul fan. I'm pretty sure Matt is too. We like what he did. We're not taking away the things he did, but we're putting in perspective the fact that, and this isn't even really about Ron Paul. It's about the reality that when you get to the legislature, you kind of are made to do stuff if you want to stay there. You sort of have to. Yep. Which is there why like... you have to vote for me in Vermont Spring. And it's like, I haven't looked into like Massey's record on things like that. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Or or a mash. Or a mash. And they've also changed some of the rules with the earmarks. So it's not quite as easy as it used to be to do that. That was part of the compromise in 2010 between uh, Obama and, and, and Boehner uh, to get the budget uh, impasse dealt with in 2010 to, to stop whatever shutdown was threatened or whatever. So it, it has changed somewhat, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I... When you sit there and all you do is talk liberty, 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 we need to cut spending, we need to cut, you know, we need to get the deficit under control, we need to, and then you help add to it knowingly, it's disingenuous. Just a bit. Just as Even if you vote against your own bills. But you knew the numbers. Like, this wasn't in a vacuum. You're not like, I'm going to introduce this, I wonder how it'll do. You know what's going to pass overwhelmingly. Right. You know that you're possibly going to be the only person to vote against it, or you and a small handful of people are going to be the only ones to vote against it. Just a little disingenuous. A little bit. bit, Just a little bit. At the the same time, like Spike says, there are things you have to do that will get you real. Yeah, this is not a a, a slam specifically on Ron Paul. Like, again, he, he he did way more than a lot of other people did in terms of advancing libertarian arguments in a really unpopular place to do it. The Republican party. Yes. At at a very unpopular time. At an incredibly unpopular time to do it, which was the Reagan years and then the Clinton years and then post nine 11 years. Post nine 11 going anti-war. That's a bold move. And, and boldly anti-war and boldly it's our fault or it's the U.S. government's fault, they started this, they're the bad guys. That's hard to say even now. And it's, especially as a Republican, Mm -hmm. it's nearly impossible to say it back then. Of course, some pork spending will help you. So, tomorrow, speaking of things that aren't awkward or off-putting, tomorrow I am hosting... A very special debate. The Mortgage Interest Deduction Jam Live. Hosted by me, Swite Cohen. Uh, featuring Sam Coppinger of Libertarian Memes for Neoliberal Teams. Facing off against TJ Roberts of the Liberty Institute for Freedom and Economics. And they're going to be debating the whether the mortgage interest deduction on taxes is good or bad. And knowing how much they dislike each other, I am certain that it's not going to stay just about that. 
No, uh, I'm actually most of your shows I catch later, like later in the week during the day. Right after you know, I wake up to you sometimes. You know, I'm just that's like, nice. Hey. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I don't think I'm missing this one live. <laughs> like this sounds like it's going to be the most boring thing ever, which is why I made the graphic look like this. But knowing who those two people are. That graphic is actually pretty accurate. This is what it's going to look like. They might end up ripping each other's heads off. Through the internet. Through the internet. Literally reach through the webcam. (laughs) And crush each other's heads. Yeah, no, it's going to be very, very, very intense. And uh, I am incredibly interested to see how it goes. This could be a very long thing. Or it could last 12 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> find out with me live exactly how this goes because i have a feeling either way it's going to be pretty exciting it just may not be very long but regardless tune in tomorrow at nine thirty special time nine thirty p.m uh sam is on the west coast so we have to like wait for him to get home from work those West Coastians always trying to cater to them. Coastians. <clears throat> and then tune in next week on Monday, possibly, for uh, the Mr. America, the Bearded Truth with our very own Jason Lyon. And then be sure to tune in next week on Tuesday for a very special episode number 131 of the Muddied Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I will parse through the week's news like the the little... The bitter, just the bitter people we have become in such a short period of time. And I'll be doing the notes next week. Oh, yeah. You will. I hope to God you are. I hope to God you are. So, Matt, if someone were uh, trying to find us on the Internet after watching this this (laughs) particular program to figure out if we're usually like this, where would they go? Um, God, I hope they just keep tuning in on wherever they're watching right now instead of backlogging and checking out stuff from the past. Um, but if you wanted to, you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash muddied waters media on Twitter at muddied water, uh, nope, muddied underscore waters. You can find us on float F L O T E dot app slash muddied waters media. You can listen to us on anchor at anchor.fm slash muddied waters. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddied waters media. And on Instagram, you can find us at muddied waters media. And you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that sounds terrific. So, guys, have a great night. I will see you tomorrow at this freaking dumpster fire. <laughs> that, I mean, but in a good way. I mean that in a good way. Yeah, because that's normally what people mean by a dumpster fire. This, But this is going to be an entertain. It's going to be a dumpster fire where they put fireworks in the dumpster before setting it alight. So I will see you tomorrow night for that. And then I will see you next week. So have a great one. And uh, we will see you soon. And where we're going, we don't need roads. 
Uh-huh. 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 I don't care anymore, man. I really don't. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take you to Honolulu, baby. I wanna go on a vacation. Wanna chill, wanna sit on the beach and chill. Wanna drink Corona Beach and chill. Yeah, put the lime in the drink. Stop and think. Look at your face, man, you're beautiful. Girl, you're beautiful. Never seen nothing so beautiful. Make the beach look like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Make, make everything look like it's nothing. Girl, I love you. Girl, I love you. I didn't notice till now, but I love you so much. I want to be with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. I remember back in the day when I used to work and get paid. I spent my whole check on you, girl. You were my whole world. My voice is kind of fucking trash, but you didn't give a shit about that. We used to light it up and burn ash, but now you're gone and I'm here all alone. My life is nothing but a poem. Yeah, that and that and that. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu, Honolulu. Wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu. Yo, this is for everybody who's in love right now, man. This is for everybody. I want you to tell that special someone you wanna take her to Honolulu, dog. Y'all go on the beach and fucking chill, man. This is for y'all, man. We love, love, one love. That's it. That's all we gotta do for man. We just wanna show everybody that we mean everything to everybody. Everybody's somebody, somebody. Everybody's somebody's everything. Thank you for the support. Peace.